you've got to learn to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. So trying something and being scared and laughing at yourself is the only way to get growth from whatever you want to do and also just in life in general. If you're wanting to try skiing or snowboarding or even cross-country skiing or whatever, give it a go, get uncomfortable and be a fool. And that's going to, you know, like you're going to create those memories way later down the line and look at yourself in 10 years and be like, that was the funniest thing. And now I can ski or snowboard or cross-country ski. Or maybe you can't and you can look at it at a while. <laughs> this is Aotearoa Adventures with your host, Abigail Hanna, the podcast for everything you need to know to travel New Zealand. I talk to photographers, van lifers, moms, students and everyday Kiwis to hear their inspiring stories from past adventures and to share helpful tips and tricks for your travels. Whether you're visiting Aotearoa for the first time and live on the road or you work a nine to five and have lived in New Zealand your whole life, you're guaranteed to learn something to plan your next getaway and get a new excitement to explore more of this beautiful country I call home. So grab your hiking boots, hop in the car and turn up the volume. Kia ora, Anya. It's so cool to have you on the podcast today. I think I can say with 100% certainty that you are the first Olympian that has ever been on the podcast. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited to hear a bit of your story and all, all the things snow. So do you want to introduce yourself for people that don't know you? So, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, pretty cool to, you know, be on here and give you guys some hints and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm Anya. Um, I'm a half-pipe skier from New Zealand. I originally grew up in the North Island and uh, found myself wandering down to the South Island. Um, I'm a big fan of winter. Yeah. And which is kind of ironic considering I grew up, you know, being a summer baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, it's, it's kind of a mission to find me in a pair of shorts. So mm. yeah. Things have changed. <laughs> yeah. Track pants and gumboots is the way to go for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did a quick Google of you before this. So it says on Wikipedia that you are a freestyle skier who specializes in half pipe. Can you break yeah. that down? What what does that mean? <laughs> freestyle skiing is kind of it's like a wide variety of uh things. Mm-hmm. So there's like yeah. In the category of freestyle skiing, there's like um, slope style, big air, half pipe. There's also aerials, moguls, um, a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah. like yeah. the category half pipe is just the small category of like okay. freestyle skiing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then there's like – you know, free ski, biggie, like, you know, that all of that sort of kind of stuff as well. And then you've got, yeah, so I'm freestyle skiing half pipe because mm-hmm. I'm on skis. So, yeah. And yeah, do that. I don't know if that explained it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, um, yeah, I'll have to look up some videos to, to sort of understand yeah. the differences it's between kind those. Of like that. The easiest way to explain it is, you either like say names to people. So like, Hey, do you know what? Like Sean White, like who Sean White is? And people are like, Oh yeah. Or like, do you know who Tony Hawk is? And they're like, Oh yeah, I know who a skateboarder is. And so I'm like, okay, you know that like, 
big tube thing that he like rides on a skateboard that's like made of wood. Yeah. Yeah, I do that, but it's like on skis and it's longer and like is covered in snow rather like built out of snow rather than being built out of wood. I feel um, like that makes also, sense. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of my that's way a of great explanation. It. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so. that's really cool. Yeah. So how how old are you when you started skiing? I was six when I started skiing. Yeah. Um, it was not anything that like my parents forced me into. It was very much like a kind of piss take thing so that um, <laughs> basically our family friends could hang out and, you know, us kids could hang out in the winter, not just the summer. Um, yeah. So kind of got started because of Surf Life Saving. Okay. And we were, you know, I was in nippers and all of that sort of stuff. And yeah. then yeah. Um, one of our family friends was like, well, why don't you come skiing with us in the winter? So we tried, you know, getting dad to come along. He was like, nah, I don't like the cold. My knees can't handle it. Um, so mum packed us up in the car yeah. and we drove down to Ruapehu and got in the car and mum took a t- wrong turn off the first time. <laughs> we ended up in Waiuru and you know the signs in Waiuru and it's like <laughs> landmines on the side of the road, you know. I love blah, that this blah, stands blah. out to you as a, as a six-year-old. I'm like six years old <laughs> and like mum's freaking out because it's like dark and we've never been down there before and then um, we – end up on our way back and go past Rangipo and my brother's like, yeah, that's a low security prison. Me being six doesn't know what that means and I think the prison is going to escape. Um, so everybody's introduction at the Rotorua Ski Club to me was running up the stairs being like, mum just took me to a place where there was bombs in a prison. <laughs> um, so that was my first introduction to skiing and I was like, I yeah. like this. This is cool. <laughs> what an adventure. Um, and then we went like a few weekends a year and, um, yeah. And then another sport at school was like school skiing. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to join that team. Cause like, that's how I can get like a first jacket. Cause I was playing hockey at the time and I was like, yeah, yeah now like I want to be like on a team for like yeah. another sport. Yeah. Yeah. So I got on the ski team. Was that, um, ski team that wouldn't have been up in the North Island, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was oh, up wow. in North Island. Yeah, um, with my school, and then was like doing some racing. I was not good um, <laughs> at all, <laughs> and then kind of just came down to Wanaka with like my mum, and mm-hmm. remember like being down here at a cafe, and I was like, I sat down and I looked at mum, and I was like, I'm gonna move here next year. She's like, You're 16. Like, you're not moving here next year you're going to be year 12, like you're not mm-hmm. moving here. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to move here next year. Yeah. So I made a PowerPoint presentation and then um, ended up getting down here and that's kind of how half pipe skiing started because made friends with people down here and they were like, come in the half pipe, come, you know, onto the slope course and kind of made friends with people that were trying to qualify for the 2018 Olympics and yeah. kind of got hooked. That's and, so cool. Um, yeah, not intentional, but yeah, I got hooked. <laughs> <laughs> so what age would you have been when you first started competing? Um, 
gosh, I think I did my first fist comp when I was like 17. Okay. And I did my world first World Cup in nah, I would have been older than that. I would have done like junior nationals down here at like 17 yeah. or something. Yeah. And then first fist comp, I think I would have been like 18. And then 2019 was when I did my first World Cup in Mammoth um, okay. in California. And so I would have been, yeah, like tw- just about to turn 20 when yeah. I did that. So, yeah. yeah. That's real cool. Yeah. What did that journey kind of look like, I guess, from that first competition to the Olympics, the 2022 Beijing Olympics? been an interesting road um yeah. with everything that's kind of been going on yeah, yeah um but yeah did that I guess like you could say like my journey kind of started at that like mammoth world cup mm. um or just previous to that so I was in Switzerland training and I unfortunately injured my ankle just before the world cup but I was like oh I'm going to this first world cup so I competed in that was still in a lot of pain, came home and then found out that I had injured my ankle pretty badly. And so I ended up taking off a few seasons. Um, well, not a few seasons. I ended up taking off the winter overseas until um, 2020, March the 8th. I got cleared to ski in 2020. So I traveled <laughs> overseas and I had four days skiing at Coffee Mountain in Colorado. We'll know what happens next. (laughs) uh I got notified that I needed to come home because I got told by my roommate that the mountain was closing for 14 days, Mm -hmm. but we all knew it was only, it wasn't going to be 14 days. Um, So I jumped on a flight back to New Zealand. I was the last flight that was allowed tourists into the country. Um, Lucky enough, got to go home and isolate rather than MIQ as well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, had New Zealand season. Um, wasn't much of a half pipe. There was two hits. New Zealand tried to get the best thing going that they could. Um, <laughs> you know, bear in mind, pipe shapers are international. Um, we've got some up-and-coming mm-hmm. people, but they're not, you know, the world class just yet. Um, yeah. And so the usual pipe shaper that comes here wasn't able to obviously come to New Zealand right. and do that. Right. Uh, we yeah. also went into lockdown again, all of that. Headed overseas, couldn't come home because of MIQ. So spent nine months in um, the States. Well, nine months-ish in the States between Europe mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. Um, had an accidental trip to Guatemala. Um, in the process. How does that happen accidentally? (laughs) Uh, So when I was in Europe, they passed a bill saying that you couldn't travel from Europe to the States anymore unless you were a US citizen. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't travel back to the States unless I went somewhere else and quarantined for two weeks. Um, So I went to Guatemala and quarantined Mm -hmm. for two weeks. Um, And that was... It was great holiday. Yeah, not uh, much snow. <laughs> no, I was the weird person traveling through the airport with a ski bag, and they oh, had never so seen those before. Yeah, everybody was coming up and opening my bag and asking questions. <laughs> it was fascinating. Um, 
so yeah, did that and then came back to New Zealand, quarantined, did MIQ in mm-hmm. August, um, and then headed back overseas and did a winter season to qualify for the games and that was chasing world cups and trying to get results and then I Mm -hmm. qualified so we made it um and it was definitely a interesting experience going from like changing of temperatures I'd say it was brutal Calgary qualifier they it was minus like 29 without wow Wow. Yeah, you'd go like do two runs and your goggles would just like freeze up and you'd have to go back inside and take your boots off and defrost yeah. to go do like another two runs. So that yeah. sounds pretty brutal. And it was, <laughs> you know, you look back at the time, it's like, oh, this is brutal. And then you look back yeah. at it and you're like, kind of funny though, like, kind of funny. Those are memories that you'll have and yeah. like, you know, that kind of is all part of mm. the journey. So. Do you find that those sort of like extreme, I guess, temperatures, does that affect performance? Definitely. So yeah. I'm still dealing a little bit with like this annoying ankle situation. Um, right. Just like a lot of athletes and they get, you know, like joint pain and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so the one that I find is my boots get pretty brittle (laughs) in those conditions and your joints get, you know, sore and there's no way to kind of keep warm, um, or even like just warm up in general. So you're skiing and you're skiing cold Mm. and you're wearing as many layers as possible to try like keep warm. And so you're kind of skiing like how would you you would like the Michelin man so like you kind of like go up the wall and do like a spin and you're just like wearing too many layers you can't like move your head and you're just like okay this is yeah. the best image in my head right now honestly like yeah the Michelin man's the best way to describe it like you feel like you're wearing tires yeah yeah I I am like a pretty cold person generally um so yeah, I, I'm just giggling because, like, that's that's me on the normal, like, <laughs> day. I just, like, five layers. Yeah. Not yeah. in Auckland. Auckland, I can do three layers. <laughs> um, tell us about your experience at the 22 Beijing Olympics. Um, a lot of COVID tests in the lead-up to the Games. Um mm-hmm. And then we got put on like a charter flight. So because like China was still like locked down. Mm-hmm. Um, so only certain flights were allowed in. So basically it was just like a flight full of coaches, athletes from all different countries going. And yeah. you had to be spaced out um, enough. They like made sure that you were spaced enough between athletes so that like if somebody in front of you like tested positive, you wouldn't be put into quarantine and all of that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff because of close contacts. And then we arrived. Were you able to stay for the whole duration of the games or was it just flying in for your events and then getting back out? Yeah, so we missed um, the opening ceremony just because Mm -hmm. you'd come in for the sections Mm -hmm. of your like kind of event. 
Um, so we missed out on opening ceremony um, and the other guys, like the Big Air Slope style people, came for the opening ceremony and then okay. we were one of the last events. Um, so we got to stay for the closing ceremony, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I think maybe we were there for two weeks. I can't actually remember how long we were there for. Things yeah. kind of went pretty quickly, but also like that weird like slow motion, you were in a mm. bubble. Yeah. Things just kind of seemed like their own world there for a little bit because um, everything was just very like contained um, to try keep us and the community there safe as well. So, mm-hmm. well, That's really cool to hear. Um, so at the moment, do you ski full time or do you have another job that you sort of work around as well? So I work up Kadrona. Yeah. Um, that is, yeah, like – at the start of the season, I was working about five to six days a week, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, food and beverage. Um, and then at the moment, I'm basically like a full-time athlete. Yeah. So that's kind of why I say I work sometimes. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Um, More seasonal, I suppose. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one because, you know, you're very dependent on the weather. Mm-hmm. So if I kind of schedule myself on for a day of work – and it's the only blue day of the week, Yeah. then I kind of miss out on that opportunity. So it's kind of that one of, you know, I say to my bosses during the half pipe season, like, hey, once the pipe opens, I kind of need to do this. And if yeah. you're willing to employ me, then that's awesome. And if not, sounds like then, a fair deal yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, work while you can and, yeah. Then if if I can, you know, cover a shift for somebody and it's a bad weather day, then, you know, I absolutely will. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of no, how it goes. It's cool to hear. Do you yeah. have a good sort of team or bunch of mates around you that also do half-pipe skiing? I do. I do. I've yeah. got an awesome bunch of mates that just, you know, I've met through working at Cardi's and they're just my like usual mates that I hang out with and ski park and ski, you know, powder and all of that sort of stuff with. And then I've got my two best mates. One is my coach Mm -hmm. and one is my teammate and they are probably like the most awesome people that I will meet. Um, And there's like, yeah, a cool crew around the mountain and everyone's super supportive and there's people that will you know help out for you know anything um and it's kind of cool to have that like the different variety of mates that you know Mm -hmm. they ski slope style and they ski elsewhere or they're working up the mountain and then there's your mates that are you know again trying to do the same kind of thing as you with trying to qualify for other things yeah no it's really cool to hear what's what's one of your favorite places in the world to ski or favorite country okay I love skiing in larks that's just because like for me it's very like spring break vibes so it's like everything's just fun and it's like you know you're skiing with your mates even when you're training it's just yeah most of the time that I've spent there is slushy and fun and yeah, I guess that's kind of the way to describe it. It's like skiing mm-hmm. half pipe, but it, you're not focused on like a competition. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah that's kind of would be like one of my favorite places it's very versatile in the mountain so you've got yeah. like your powder skiing and free ride and slope style like it's huge it covers three towns wow um so that's a pretty cool place another place that I've skied that I absolutely love was I will probably butcher the name Trevinia in Italy okay um so it borders Zamont. So basically mm-hmm. you can go up to the top and very touristy of me, you can jump between <laughs> the borders. So I was eating a piece of focaccia bread, just jumping between the borders. And I really Would liked that. Either Swiss border. Yeah, Swiss yeah. in Italy. Yeah. Um, and you're skiing underneath the Matterhorn, but from the cool. Italian side. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a pretty cool place as well. Yeah, that's um, kind of cool epic. to ski under, you know, one of like the most iconic mountains. Yeah, definitely. Kind that's of so cool. the cheaper side as well. Okay. <laughs> you know, because it's on the Euro, not the Swiss franc. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'll eat my focaccia bread over this side, skiing yeah. underneath the Matterhorn rather than, you know, on Zermont. <laughs> I want to pick your brain a little bit um, to sort of get tips and tricks for people that are maybe like new to the snow or want to pick up a new hobby. Um, I So the first time I was on the snow, I think I was like 13, 14 Mm -hmm. um, and went for snowboarding because like so much cooler. (laughs) Um, Yes, that was my first experience on the snow. Um, That was at Whakapapa, Happy Valley. Heck yeah. Um, (laughs) um, And I'm trying to think how many other times I've been to the snow since. I actually, I did get a season pass last year and was really gutted because Auckland went into lockdown from August and I literally had one weekend at the mountain. Damn. Have you been to every snowfield in Aotearoa? I haven't. I've got a list. Um, You've got a list. Tell me, tell me what's on there. I have done kind of the the big ones. Yeah. Still not even all the big ones. Like I still haven't yeah. done Mount Hart. I haven't ventured to that side. Like I drove through <laughs> Arthur's Pass, but I haven't been there yet. I yeah. want to do the club fields really badly. Um, like so that. there's there's Whakapapa and Tūro in the North Island. Yeah, Whakapapa Tūro and then Tūkino is a club yeah. mountain. Yeah. I haven't skied Tūkino yet, so I've done Whakapapa and Tūro. Uh-huh. Then I've done Remarkables, Coronet, Kadrona and Treble Cone. Yeah. Um, and those are my only New Zealand mountains that I've done. Okay. Yeah. Because um, there's one, there's a field up past Lake Tekapo isn't there so there's Ohau, Dobson there's also Rainbow which is near Nelson Um, and then you've got like you know you've got the club all the club fields in Arthur's Pass so you've got yeah yeah, like Craigieburn and um like Chessman and like all of these ones which is what I'm kind of wanting to like venture that way a yeah, little, well, a little bit know. more next season. Absolutely have to yeah. tick them all off. Oh, um, take them all off. Like they look incredible. <laughs> Do you have a favorite a favorite field? Oh. 
I guess like Cadrona because I ride yeah. half pipe and it yeah. is the only half pipe in the Southern Hemisphere. Okay. Is so, that one I, of the biggest slash best? I haven't, I haven't done any skiing. Well, I have never skied, but I haven't done any snowboarding in the South Island. Yeah, I'd say like Cadrona and Coronet are kind of your better ones in the South mm-hmm. Island for learning mm-hmm. how to ski or snowboard if you choose that option. <laughs> <laughs> not calling out anybody like you know um skiing's the way to go uh just (laughs) i was gonna Um, ask you that later on but i feel like you're a bit biased so like no hate to snowboarders like i'm sometimes (laughs) jealous of them because they're like boots are a bit more comfy um but you know like if you're a recreational skier your boots can be comfy too um (laughs) mine just has to like really support me no, I'd say Cadrona and Coronet are probably your like better ones for learning how to ski or snowboard. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like if you're wanting to go like ski pass wise, um, yeah, you can go like Remarkables or Triple Cone for more access like, you know, more advanced kind of terrain. Um, but even mm-hmm. Cadrona has some awesome terrain that you kind of wouldn't expect it to have. Yeah. Um yeah, so you can that go. That sounds real fun. Yeah, I'm, and then it's like for the for the other people that are kind of wanting to get out there, it's like go go hit up the club fields, you know. <laughs> the ones to go, even though I haven't been. Like yeah. I've heard mad reviews. Yeah. Um, do you? I assume you'd have to join join the clubs to go to those, not, or how does that like, work? Yeah, it's kind of the ones where you like it's you know, smaller fields, um, mm. they're kind of called the clubbies. So they have like, um, lodges and like all of that sort of stuff, like down mm-hmm. or like huts available. And you kind of just get, there's a few that you need to get in contact with, but you're able to buy like a pass and turn up yeah. a lot of them as well. So. Oh, that's really cool. Um, do you have any advice for, I guess, experienced snowboarders? More skiers, <laughs> like that, um, to go or one, yeah, maybe people that are overseas and want to come to New Zealand. Um, what's some advice that you'd give to them? I'd say like combining things. So like, if you're an advanced skier or snowboarder, it kind of depends. Like, if you're wanting to come here for like a family holiday, or if yeah. you're just like kind of wanting to come ride. Um, one thing I would say is like if you're an advanced rider, maybe putting like a little bit of money aside to go like heli skiing. Um, that's kind of an awesome one. Or even just getting like a good crew together or a guide and going ski touring. Yeah. Um, that's an awesome one because it kind of gets you off the mountains and then you're not, you know, dealing with lift cues and all of that sort of stuff. Um but yeah like another cool one could be for those advanced riders if they you know get a camper van or a car and go hit up the club fields and do like a tour of the club fields and the normal resorts as well um that that sounds so mean yeah i'm like am i allowed to do that as as like a newbie as well yeah (laughs) like you know find find there's areas where you know on those some of those club fields where you can mm. um, learn or get better. That's really cool advice. Have you have you done heli skiing? 
I'm actually going this Saturday for the first yeah. time. Um, oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've put, I put some money aside a while ago kind of to tick off that experience, especially mm-hmm. considering this has been one of the South Island's best winters. Mm. Um, so I kind of thought this was the time to do it if I was going to do it. And, um, yeah, so pretty excited. Yeah. It'll be a nice little refresh as well, get some powder turns before going back in the pipe the next day. So, yeah. yeah. Whereabouts are you sort of starting from? We find out kind of Friday night. So okay. we're going on Saturday. So, yeah, whether it'll be like from Queenstown or from Wanaka and then yeah. not exactly sure what mountain range we're going to go into. but All a yeah. surprise. No, that's so cool. That sounds really fun. Um, Have you done much sort of cross-country skiing as well? I haven't tried cross-country skiing. It terrifies me. Um, Like tiny planks, like, you know, tiny planks. Um, Yeah. Like I've tried ski touring and you're already like on, you know, my first time ski touring and I love it now, but my first time ski touring, like, I fell on my face so much because your toe, right. like your heels yep. are free and you're just on your toes. So it's kind of the same concept cross country skiing, except mm. it, you don't have edges and you're also on like way skinnier planks. So to me, I'm just like, okay, if I fell on my face on like a normal pair of skis <laughs> with my heels free, how many times am I going to fall on my face on something that like doesn't have edges and is so much skinnier? Um, I'm so keen to give it a go, but I'm also like terrified to give it a go. Yeah, but I've heard from a lot of people like the awesomest thing to do is yeah. get a whole bunch of mates and go up to some of the huts around Snow Farm and – have like a birthday party up there with a bunch of mates and apparently it's the most hilarious thing because nobody knows how to cross-country ski other than the pros. (laughs) So, you know, like you watch them whiz past and you're like, damn. (laughs) And then there's us and they're just, you know, you're falling everywhere and creating havoc. Uh, But It kind of sounds fun. It it sounds like a good time. (laughs) It sounds like it would just be like a minefield in a way though, like, you know, scattered bodies all over the track. But you'd be in it together, you know. It's like a shared experience. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. If you're doing it with others, then it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know – You'll have good stories to tell at the end. Like that's the most important part. (laughs) As long as you get a good story out of the end, then, you know, everything's worth it. Yeah, 100%. Um, Another brain fart, just reading through my questions. Oh, how long is the um, South Island season? Does it vary from year to year or what are are sort of the best months? Um, Gosh, when did we open? I think it was like – June the 12th. Okay. No, June the 4th. Early June. Yeah, sometime in June. Yeah. I think our season's about four months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like my team arrived, what would it be, like three weeks ago now? Okay. And it's like gone by so fast. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, really? Like we've only got like a month, yeah, a month left until they go home. I'm mm-hmm. trying to convince them to stay longer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, sometime in October the mountain closes. Okay. So it's sort of like early early June till yeah. October-ish. 
and it changes every year um, depending on how much snow there is. So Exactly, exactly. One thing I'll say is I ski, I don't do math. So, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Do you have quite a bit of training sort of coming up leading to the 2026 Olympics? Have you Are you headed overseas um, anytime soon? What does that all look like? Yeah, so I'm currently in the process of trying to figure out my overseas winter. Yeah. Um, most of it's kind of figured out. We kind of follow the fifth schedule of where World Cups are, and so I'll be heading to the States um, in December doing some World Cups there and then um, off to Canada and cool. then Europe and kind of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Following – yeah, those World Cups, um, but it's, yeah, that preseason if – because you've got, you know, the season here finishes October and then you've got till December. Yeah. So it's whether you go overseas for camps. Um, so it's just kind of budgeting whether those are, you know, if something you can do or um, mm-hmm. if it's something that you have to kind of push forward that money to somewhere else yeah. as well. So, yeah, heading – overseas sometime November to December that's really cool and that's the process of planning right now I feel like most people would be tracing summer in the different hemispheres or different parts of the world but you do the opposite and you chase winter and chase snow (laughs) yeah yeah I chase winter yeah Uh, (laughs) when did you last have a summer like do you do you get summers or do you just chase the winters constantly I guess like my last summer you could say was when I was skiing still overseas (laughs) on glaciers in summer like I was in Mount Hood in June and um that was like they think they were having a heat wave of like equivalent to New Zealand 40 degrees like you Mm -hmm. know 40 degrees I think it was like 115 or something at the time yeah um like Fahrenheit and yeah so that would be like a summer that I had summer on a glacier and it was (laughs) yeah summer still skiing um no that's that's really cool to hear um yeah I guess we just get I went to New Caledonia for two weeks that was that was definitely summer for me yeah yeah so that was there we go nice there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any sort of parting advice before we wrap this one up? I guess my biggest advice is like, if you want to give skiing a go, like just come down or go to your nearest resort. It's pretty accessible. Um, and then yeah, get a pair of skis and try it out. Yeah, because that's kind of what I did and I fell in love with it and we're here now so or get a snowboard (laughs) Mm, um yeah definitely get in those ski boots (laughs) and (laughs) on a pair of skis if you want to try snowboarding you know be my guest but if you want to try skiing um you can give me a message on instagram and 
you know, I'll be happy to give you some tips and tricks. <laughs> Snowboarding, I can't really help out. Do you so, snowboard though? Like, can you snowboard? <laughs> that's a great question. I cannot snowboard. We've done swap days yeah. and I penguin slide down the mountain. Yeah. So, yeah, it still cannot. It's definitely like different movement, is it? Isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, I can surf and I can skate. Oh, interesting. But I cannot. Yeah. I cannot snowboard. Those things just two edges just don't make sense to me like I need four that's, um, that's really interesting to me like the yeah. thing about skiing like my, my legs how, how do they because I haven't tried skiing but like how do your legs just not go in opposite directions like that's my biggest fear at least on a snowboard like they're attached they're going the same way it's like walking you've got yeah you've got like slidey things on your feet mm. but it's like walking or riding a bike can't say I'm good at that either, but um, your legs just do natural kind of movements where, like, I feel like on a snowboard, you know, your body kind of has to, like, leaning back and forth is, like, a very trusting thing for yourself where, like, I don't know, in my brain it seems a lot less terrifying. Yeah. Um, like, I look at the snowboarders and I'm like, damn, you know, like, attached to something not being able to like that's the best part move <laughs> to, you know in the air like you know if something goes wrong you can kind of like move yourself in a way where like a snowboarder is like strapped to something mm. and they go up a jump and I'm like if I did that I would end up on my bum <laughs> um, um, if someone like me has tried one and not the other would you recommend that all right, we'll just talk about myself. Should I try skiing or should I just stick with snowboarding and sort of develop that further? <laughs> I'm really asking the wrong person here. <laughs> no, even if you're a skier, like honestly, like me, I want to give snowboarding more of a go. Like swap days are the mm. funniest days. Um, <laughs> like watching snowboarders try ski, that's great. Um, or like skiers try snowboarding like you know people that have been on skis or snowboarding for ages and them trying something new but it's that thing like yeah you can't knock it until you try it right and it's either going to be like yeah no I like snowboarding more and I want to get better at Mm -hmm. this or actually like I could do both yeah I like the other one better yeah um you're definitely going to like skiing more. I feel um, like I, I do want to learn to ski, but it's because I want to be able to do like cross-country skiing. But now you've really scared me saying that it's hard. Um, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> no, like don't be scared. Like don't take anything, anybody, like don't take this out of fear. Like this is me completely fine with being in a half pipe, but I'm terrified of heights. And to a lot of people that doesn't make sense because I jump at a height. But it's that thing of like you're always going to be scared of something that you're not good at Mm. because you're getting outside your comfort zone. Mm. Um, That's where the growth happens, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like you've got to learn to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm. So trying something and being scared and laughing at yourself is the only way to get growth from – you know, whatever you want to do and also just in life in general. So that's kind of, if you're wanting to try skiing or snowboarding or even cross-country skiing or whatever, give it a go, get uncomfortable 
and be a fool. And that's going to, you know, like you're going to create those memories way later down the line and look at yourself in 10 years and be like, that was the funniest thing. Yeah. And now I can ski or snowboard or cross country ski, or maybe you can't and you can look <laughs> at it a lot. And you have you the know? stories. Like I can't play basketball, but I'll laugh at myself you know, if somebody throws a ball at me and I can't catch it, so, you know. <laughs> That's really, really good advice. Um, yeah. Anya, it's been so, so cool having you having you on the podcast and I wish we could keep talking, but um, we do have to wrap <laughs> it up. So um, let people know where they can find you on socials. Um, I will also say that Anya has a cool Land Cruiser. So if you <laughs> want to follow her for that content, do that as well. <laughs> where can people find you on socials Anya um I'm at Anya A-N-J-A-B-A-R-U-G-H it's a tough one to spell um and I'm there on Instagram and TikTok and all of that sort of get like jazz um so yeah give me a follow um slide into my DMs and chat about skiing or land cruises and or just life in general. I'm up for a chit chat. If you need to message me, just message me. Like I'm good at yarning. Um, well, thanks yeah. so much for coming on and yarning with me. Um, I will definitely be watching your stories and socials over the next little while because I want to see your ski heli. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'll be sharing a bit about that and, yeah, just – you know, thanks for having me. And, thanks so much. Yeah, <laughs> it was epic to hear Anya's story from her first skiing adventures at Rapehu to her first competition at 17 and then competing in the 2022 Olympics. I feel like I learned so much about skiing and the different types and I definitely looked up videos of half pipe skiing after we recorded to know exactly what it was we were talking about. I loved Anya's advice for newbies, whether you start on skis or start on a snowboard. And I think I'm so keen to hit up all of Aotearoa ski fields, maybe on our next winter roadie. Thank you so much for tuning in and coming along for the ride. If you loved the show and enjoyed listening, please take the time to leave a review on Apple or Spotify. I would also love to connect with you, so send me a DM on Instagram or leave me a voice message. And I can't wait to see you next time. Until then, keep adventuring. Um, you're probably the first person on the podcast that's got a Wikipedia page as well. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> story about that. Possibly not a thing to be included in the podcast because I don't know if it's like <laughs> 100% legal, but I forgot my ID the other night. Yeah. And I said my birthday off like the tip of my tongue. <laughs> And the guy was like, I don't know if I fully believe you. Is there any way to prove it? And my mates were like, why don't you pull up your Wikipedia page? And I was like, well, that's embarrassing. Um, it worked. <laughs>